0: The Red Room Theater, episode 149, True Romance. Welcome to the Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. This is your host, Ernest Dolanese. And Antonio Moreno. And every month we look at one of the movies that raises us up, how it raises us right and raised us wrong. This month we look at the movie True romance, and how it taught us to be cool. Be cool, baby. Be cool. You're so cool. You're so. You're so. You know what's funny? I remember always going, Yuki, so cool. (laughs) (laughs) The broken arm. It looked looked like a K. Yuki, so what (laughs) the hell? (laughs) You never saw. You never looked at that. It looked like a K E, dude. What the hell? Is Yuki good? So cool? is this anime? Woman. Oh! oh woman. <laughs> I bought that on vinyl. Did because that album's incredible. Uh, okay. Um, true Romance. Here we go. And raise me, raise us wrong. So raise us right. You're so cool. raise us wrong. You want to get unholy? But anyways, we'll get to Let all get of that. Get unholy. <laughs> okay. So this movie... Cops throw party, man. <laughs> Dude. This movie <laughs> dropped September 10th, 1993. Has a 93% Rotten Tomatoes. Of course it does. Directed by the late, great Tony Scott. Who had. A, I prefer Ridley over Tony. Now that's just me. Tony's a brother? Brother. He died? He killed himself, bro. Damn, Gina! San Francisco, I think, off the bridge.
1: Aye! Off that's because gr- he
0: was like, it costs so much to live here. Aye! <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid, dude. Um. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that, bro. Okay. Tony Scott made movies like, him and Denzel had a big thing together for a while. Like uh, Man on Fire, Deja Vu, Unstoppable. They had a, so he had a few movies with, with, um, with Denzel. And Crimson Tide was Denzel, listen, right? L- listen, let me tell you something about this. If he did True Romance and Man on Fire, he's way up there. For me, way, way up there. Man on Fire. Unstoppable was awesome too. A man on fire. Unstoppable is my favorite Denzel movie. Unstoppable might be one of the most. I had to say it this way, but just it's a perfect popcorn movie. It's ninety five minutes long. It's okay. like here's a problem. Here's your here's your characters, and let's go. And there's no fat on the movie. It's so. It's. It's. You know, it's like it's like Shawshank. When you, when, if you fall in at any point, you're like, "I'll watch this," and you watch the whole thing. Shawshank and Tombstone, same thing. Do Tombstone, same thing. Same thing. This is a. It a doesn't boat. matter how far you are or how how like little you are. You're gonna sit down and watch straight up. So Tony Scott uh, has Enemy of the State, which I didn't love. That's Will Smith and him. Um, he Boo! Had, <laughs> uh, the fan with De Niro being uh, s- with our stepdad as <laughs> Robert De Niro. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, dude. Am <laughs> I lying? <laughs> Do I have wings? Because I'm not flying. Um, He did Last Boy Scout. Mm. Beverly Hills Cop Part 2. Oh. And he did Top Gun. The first one. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it is eh. So Scott has Compared made. Compared to Maverick, it's eh. But he also did Domino, which sucked. You ever see Domino? I never. It was, was uh, Kirsten, oh, what's her name? Short, Kirsten Stewart? I think she was, was the girl in it. Yeah, I'm out. It was terrible. It was terrible, <laughs> terrible. But Tony Scott made some good movies, and this is one of his... It, so this is Tony Scott directing, and here's the deal. It's a Quentin Tarantino script. Here's the thing. Quentin actually gave him props for how he did the movie. He did. I just read his book, um, Cinema Spectacular, um, which is a fantastic book. Is it book. Spectacular? It's... Uh, Spectacular is particular. particular. It's, it's, you ever seen Moulin Rouge? Have they sing that song? Hell no, I ain't okay. seen that shit. It's really good, dude. I bet he, it is. It's Deacon Ewan McGregor who can act. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I think about it. Um, so, Stinkin, uh, Tarantino, before he made it, he wrote two scripts that were sold before he ever got a chance to make his own movie. He sold. Go ahead. Oh. That's our last Big Red right there, brother. Oh, that's the last one? Are oh, we splitting this? Yeah. No, that, yes. Pick brother up. Pick right. brother up. Okay. So, um, Shh, be- before Quentin made it, he sold two scripts. He sold Natural Born Killers oh, and that's True right. Romance. They did True Romance right. They didn't do Natural Born right. He was but, mad. But, but Oliver I will, I will Stone did t- Natural Born. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you this, though. I thought Natural Born was amazing. I, I mean, mean- It's a little out there for a Quentin script. I mean, there are- st- Quentin, he- he tells you exactly what he wants. He writes exactly what he wants. They, they might have taken a little, you know, of their own, added to it. This one, it smells, tastes, looks like a Quentin script. It's a Quentin script, and it has Tony Scott's flair for how he does action. If you watch Ben and Fighter and through a Match, you see the way he does certain shots, the way he transitions, the crazy, like, quick zoom-ins. And he does not go away from the gore. No, he does not. Now, this film, the plot of this film is simple. A street-smart nobody finds true love and a big break towards happiness when he finds a case of uncut coke. That's the plot. (laughs) Don't get me started about her trying to come clean to him. How cool and funny he is! Listen, listen, listen again. We're going to get to all this. This film was not a box office sensation. This movie did not tear up the box office. This movie... We're tell yeah, the story uh, of how we saw this movie. Okay, so start. True Romance. You start your story, and then I'll tell you how I saw it. Okay. I want to say something right now. It's 2023, and that's messed up. And here's the reality of things. We have streaming channels. We have no commercial. But back in the day, if you wanted to see a movie, you went to the video store, and half of the battle was finding something to watch at the video store. And for movie crazies like you and I, we saw so much. I mean, we'd go out on a Friday night, rent four movies, and watch maybe two of them. And we did it because of what we saw on the box and what we read on the back. Yes. And so we would take chances. We would gamble on movies we had not heard of and give movies like- we seen some shit. Oh, we watched some terrible movies, dude. I mean, because B-movies before streaming, because in streaming land that we live in now, there's a lot of B-level stuff. Yes. Before that, people would make these direct-to-DVD movies. Dude, Usual Suspects is one of those. Yeah. I mean, for me, in a company of That Madden, was a hidden gem. Dude, there were some hidden gems like that. These independent films. And so I one day rent True or and I go home, and we had a little TV in our room. And our room was a t- disaster area, dude. You had a drum set in our room. There's three brothers in one room yeah. and a drum set. A drum set, a bunk bed, and it was, is this is bed normal? It, we had a bunk bed and a single bed. A bunk bed, a single bed, your a drum huge set. dresser, <laughs> and then a desk for us to do homework. It was all in one room, but it was the master room. <laughs> we got the bigger room because there were we'll so throw many. three kids in there. <laughs> but uh, Steakin, we had a TV in there, and so I went home. It's it's maybe it was a Saturday. I rented a movie. I came home. I put the V. It's VHS, not DVD. I put the VHS in. Was it the box where you got to squeeze the sides for it to pop? Yes. Out? <laughs> Because Video Giant had two-for-one videos, dude. Now, I start watching the movie, and I'm like maybe 45 minutes in, and I push stop. And what happens next? Is that when you called me? Yes. Is that when you called me at Robert Minard's house? Yes. Before cell phones. Like, you, you knew where I was hanging out. I stopped the movie to call my brother. You called me, and I remember, you, I, I'm like, Robert's mom said, Tony, your brother's on the phone. I said, what's up, dude? And you say, I finally found something that could be better than Die Hard. You got to get home, and we got to finish this together. And I left. When you said that, I was like, okay. Die Hard is the like standard of action That's film. the standard. If he's found something this good. So I came home, and you rewound it to the beginning, and we watched it. And I couldn't believe my eyes. This movie, it's 1993. So I'm 13, you're 12. Um, now I'm 12, you're 11, September. September 10th, 1993. Or no, this comes out. Sometime. I was in 6th grade. 6th grade, I'm 7th grade. Yeah. Watching this again, I forget how much this movie made an impression upon me. Dude. Like of how I think about... Like, I always think about Tarantino's work in like Reservoir and Pulp well, as having... Who was one of the coolest person, people in this Bar- movie? Barely said anything. It's Elvis. Mad Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Dog. You know what's funny, though? In everything else, he's a turd. This movie, they, they like made him crazy. Mad Dog. No, don't. We're, 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 Listen, okay. this cast... I this this, oh, this is a cast oh, of my. heaven. Yeah. This is a cast of a lot of guys before they just explode. Yes. Like this is a ca- i I can't believe this cast. And Scott called in a lot of favors because he knew Val from Top Gun. You know, he knows people from different movies He calls them all in. There are people unlisted in this movie that are now major stars. Samuel L. Jackson is not in the credits in this film. Shut up. It's an unlisted performance. He just wanted to be in the movie. He's got one scene in it. is the most amazing. So, let's go through the cast. First, you have Christian Slater as Clarence Worley. Slater- Listen, I'll tell you what. He's a major star in this movie. Yes! He owns this movie on top of this cast. He, like, if you look at the cast now, you'd be like, what the hell is he doing? He owns this role. He makes this role. He makes me believe, even though I know he's psychotic, that he's the man. The man. And owns this role. And you know what? His opening scene, I love the way he dresses in this. What? That like wannabe Elvis. Yes. It's so great. The way he does his hair. Yes. He just. The sunglasses. The, oh. the, the, the thick arms with the holes in the sides. Completely rockabilly. The, the um no undershirt. Showing a little bit of chest here with the button up, but the the um uh, the cuffs of the button up are over the jacket. Yes, oh man, dude, he he knows who he is. He he knows who he is. when he loves and he's and he's kind of a, he's not great with the ladies. No, like you because he he like, tries his ass off though. He has a whole like rehearsal he spiel. He's got for a spiel for every girl, and he tries it. The same evening. spiel. And dude, you feel back he he strikes out opening scene. He <sighs> dude, he goes. It's brutal. He tries, and that girl, she just like laughs him off and leaves, dude. I'm sorry, it's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> she's like, you're asking me to a kung fu movie? He's just He's like, like three. <laughs> three kung fu. Dude, that's three. And she's like, no. <laughs> Christian Slater. And I, I've always had a good heart for this kid. I, I've always loved Slater. Um, I mean, even from Puppet the Volume, I've always loved Slater. Puppet the Volume, Cuffs, Young Guns. Cuffs was so good. Cuffs was fun, dude. Like the, the, breaking the, the, the fourth wall, looking at the camera, just talking to you. Very bad things. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> ah! Christian Slater's a gangster, dude. Always loved Slater. Then we get in Patricia Arquette. This is one of her only major roles. Oh, She plays this very vulnerable, broken young girl. All of these women nowadays that want to talk feminism and like strong women, you watch this movie and you see what a strong woman is. She's incredible. She like owns those jagged teeth, her look. She's so sweet, so like, she's amazing. Strong woman. Oh, I, sh- I remember showing some wild friends of mine this movie. And by the time it got over, all the women were like, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. It was, it's just, I love seeing people's reactions to seeing this the first time. This To movie, this day, dude. Tarantino said, I'm writing a love story. And even though, and I, as a young man, I thought, this is the one of the great movies of my life. It's a love story. It's a love story. <laughs> through and through, it's what it is. I mean, they're both broken people. But it's a love story. Um, she like I don't want to ruin some of the great turns in this film. But the, kind of the way that, that the movie starts is he is trying to find a, someone to go with in the movies at the beginning. No one will go. He goes to the theater. And a girl meets him there. And they have this. They watch the movies together. They stink and go back. Get, go get out to eat. Takes him to where he works. And I remember I, I was a young kid. I'm a nerd. So he's going to the comic book store. Walking through. I had that comic book he had in his hands. That's, de- that's uh, Death Deathlock number one. And uh, I'm like, I have that comic. Isn't that a famous? It's a famous comic. You have that? Yeah. Isn't that worth money? And it's 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 an annual. It's not. It's like number one. Oh, it's, okay. it's not his first appearance. It's, but you have the story. Yes. The I, story he tells. Yes. Are you shitting me? I want to read that. Um, I'm gonna find it It's in my the comics. The way he tells it, though, she's falling in love. So they hearing this story. They sleep together, and then this all of a sudden, bastard, they they, they oh! sleep together. And then she's out out first of all, His apartment on the, the billboard is awesome. It's pretty sweet. Um, and so, she, so she goes outside, and she's crying. He goes, like, what would what, I do? And she tells him, I'm a call girl. And so this movie is, again, everyone. So you have Christian Slater, who's this. Here's the thing. He's out for his birthday. He's striking out everywhere. Randomly, this girl shows up at the theater where he's watching his birthday movies. And she, like, spills her popcorn on him, and... She says, I'm sorry. They s- she sits down next to him. She says, oh, I'm so glad you're you know, being such a nice guy. You could be a dick about it. And she's, he's catching her up on the movies, and they are just having this amazing night. And he thinks it's by chance. Continue. And so she tells him, I was hired to be with you tonight. And, I'm not, and she, she's so sick. She's like, I'm not what they call Florida white trash. Like she's, You see that inside of her, she's scared of, I am... She's scared to reveal her cards. Yes. But she wants to. I'm cut. a stereotype. Yes. I came from down south. I'm here in Detroit. I'm sneaking. You're my, what, my third customer, second customer, something like that? Second customer. Ever. Yeah, like ever. She's not, like, that's not who she what is. What did she say her favorite actor was? She said, uh, Mickey Rourke, dude. No. Who was it? Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Turn on was Mickey Rourke. Mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds was an actor. You're right, Burt Reynolds. That was awesome. Yeah, turn on was Mickey Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Mom? No. <laughs> He was Johnny Hansen <laughs> He was sticking a uh, Merv, dude. He was not the wrestler. <laughs> when he was the wrestler, he was ugly as hell. Um, but instead of recoiling, instead of being like you lied to me, he's like this was the best night I ever had. Yeah. and not just physically, just hanging out with you, talking with you. You can tell he's not had a lot of relationships in his life, and, and his line, dude. dude oh! it's, <laughs> I won't say it, but. But Fear of getting canceled, but it's there's so this funny. moment he just is like he's like, Now if I if I you said you love me, if That's I say it. I love you and you're lying to he me. He gets so vulnerable, it's crazy. And he's telling her, You're gonna F and kill me yeah. if you're not telling me the truth. And she's like, Why would I tell you all this if it wasn't everything I'm thinking? Like she had to reveal all her cars because she wanted him. She wanted a real thing. Yes. She didn't want this 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 one night thing. She wanted a real relationship. Because they're both. Lost, and they're both lonely. Yes, and they find one another in the world, and it's insane how they find each other. But he doesn't care how they found each other. And the uh, fact is, they found each other. That's the all he opening hears. lyric over the music as it starts off is that she's like how the the, the, the um because if it opens with him it's breaking out, then it goes into the credits and you hear Alabama's voice and she says, um, you know, how who knew I would move to Detroit to find true love? Um, our story's pretty messed up. Um, but he says, sometimes it goes the other way, too. I With love, it goes the other way, too. And that's the opening line. Sometimes it goes the other way, too. It's a beautiful idea oh. that life sucks. It all falls down. Everything blows up. But it goes the other way, too. That's hope, dude. baby. That's hope. <laughs> this movie is That's beautiful. hope. dude. It's, oh, and so this love story, and you start so fast. Usually In the middle of insanity. Dude, their Detroit, lives. Detroit, Michigan. He makes no money. He lives, he, he has a crap job, and she is obviously. But he wants to give her everything he's got, as little as it is. And so they get married. Like off the bat. But, so you, listen, this is all act one. This is all the first five minutes. Yes. The, the, the tension, the confidence the story. I don't want to in my head myself. Where did you stop to call me? I think I stopped Was after, it after Drexel. After Drexel. Okay. And listen, this is the movie where I met. I fell in love with Gary Oldman. Dude, Gary Oldman. Dude, he's your favorite actor. To this day. And, f- Daniel Day-Lewis is trying to fight for that spot, but Gary always told I, th- I think Gary, he's done a little more. He, we, Daniel chooses roles Daniel so seldom. Daniel makes us wait. He does. And Gary says, I'll do it all. And he does play, it all. I'll play the stinking... um, The, uh, wh- the guy in the wheelchair who's like mutilated... In a in kit. Hannibal, in a dude, Hannibal movie. And still yeah. all this dude, movie. Dude, Hannibal, he was good at Hannibal. He was amazing. What did he say? He's like, um, he's like, you did not turn away when you saw my face, but you flinched when I mentioned the Lord. He's like, nothing beats the Riz. The Riz in Christ, he calls oh, the Riz, Oh my gosh, I never put that together. He's like, nothing beats the Riz. <laughs> Chingo. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Um, <laughs> dude, Gary. I well, meet Gary Oldman, and first of all, Gary Oldman's British, I know. and he plays one of the What's craziest that movie characters. Watched, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sleeping. Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Oof, I loved Oof. it, dude. If I mean, Oldman's in it, I give it a chance. Yeah, right now he's in an Apple TV TV show. I've heard amazing things about. I, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna start watching it because if Gary Oldman, I'll give it a shot because yes. he's that good. He's thinking Gary, Gary Oldman. He was. At first, when he first started off, he always played these insane characters yeah, yeah. like Drexel, like the cop from Professional. Oh my! That's why I stopped, <laughs> dude. Uh, Romeo is bleeding. Oh, he does these insane roles, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he does um, Commissioner Gordon in the Batman trilogy, oh, and he's awesome. All- he Dracula, dude. He was Bram. <sniffs> he was incredible as unbelievable. And poor Keanu Reeves trying to hang with that. Dude, I love Keanu, but he was just outclassed Bless in that him film. Him. He was outclassed. Trying to be a Southern accent. He's I like, know. He he's trying to ask. That's, that's Nick Cage, um, Con Airbag. Yeah, it is. I told you <laughs> to put down a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> put, put down the b- <laughs> oh, That's dude. So th- this Drexel, Gary Oldman's Drexel, has what? I can't believe Two it scenes. Can. He has two scenes. Yeah. Those two scenes affected that me forever. Second scene. Oh my. he is menacing. He's he's scary. Listen, I don't want to meet that because g- that guy's real. Dude, I'm, that guy's in Detroit. Like that's a real dude. <laughs> dude. Drexel. Oh, dude, me and my buddy Casey Kaczynski and I think Dustin McLaughlin was with me. They're younger than me. We were coming home from downtown. We're on Woodward. We, for some reason, we decided we're going to take Woodward all the way. We get to this light, and this dude walks. He's walking across Woodward. We have to stop, but we're like 45 miles an hour. we have to stop. P. green suit on, hat, feather. He looked at us, straight hair. This is black guy, straight hair. He looked at us, and we stopped. And I was going to say something. And I remember Casey put his arm on my forearm, and I go, I ain't seeing shit. <laughs> he looked at us, and he just kept walking. He was a Detroit pimp. And he had that, that face, that weathered face, and I was like, that's Drexel. I was like, I ain't seeing shit. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you want some double mint? <laughs> like they're like, <laughs> Dude. those guys are out there. Dude, Drexel, that, his performance. First of all, hey, listen, I'm going to say something right now. The Drexel scene, it's not, look at it. First P- one or second one? Ter- the first second one. Okay. They're both. They're it, both phenomenal. writing. I mean, the way those guys talk trash is how guys talk trash. <laughs> that is the funniest scene ever. <laughs> Until it goes to blood, it's hilarious. Samuel L. Jackson is so funny and so natural in this movie. Like, he, he is so good in the scene, dude. Tarantino has- song ma- to, <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> The song is incredible. And Tarantino again. I mean, so anyways. Um, <laughs> I think one of Tarantino's most, like, when he, he tightens the, the thread the tightest, is in Glorious Bastards opening scene. That that scene with the man and Christoph Waltz. Oh That my opening gosh. scene is—I was was uncomfortable. That opening scene is like watching a one-act play. It is twenty minutes of just tension, taut horror. You see him break the dad, and just and, and with no threats, just talking to him, just talking to him. It's just that. I think for me, one of my number two scenes. It, it's either going to be. You know what's gonna be in this movie? It's gonna be Hopper and Walking. Maybe. Oh, oh, oh. Listen, it, the, the way. There are not many scenes touch this scene. The way he tightens it, the, just slowly, you see when Dennis Hopper knows he's dead. And then he says, screw it. Okay, so, look, like, so I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, I don't, wanna leave, don't leave Oldman. The scene with Oldman, again, Dexel has a few minutes in this movie, and it made an indelible impact on my life. Yes. I've quoted him forever. I mean, there are lines from I him. will quote him forever. Dude, there are lines that are, it's just he's hilarious. He's and, just and, horrifying. And, and, and there's things he says, and you're like, does he not know that that's not right? <laughs> like you're like, when he's he's Alabama's pimp, dude, and when he comes in and goes. Hey, we're practically related. <laughs> dude, that's what. That's, listen, if that wasn't so mean, that's freaking funny, dude. What does he say? Where's that bitch at? Dude, he's like, she's with me. Who the F for you? I'm her husband. He looks hey. at it. That makes us practically related. <laughs> dude, and Clarence is ain't having it. Dude, at this point, though, we don't know Clarence is psycho. We're scared for Clarence. Yes. But Clarence is psycho, dude. What did he tell her? You, you don't, don't know, know me. me. Not in this situation. Now I it comes to things like this. <laughs> From Oldman, we go to Hopper and Walking. Were you there when Mom and Mike watched this for the first time? I don't know. I was. I remember. Mom was like, "What are you doing?" And Mike's like, "Like not saying anything." And okay, keep going. Okay. Keep Walking and Hopper. So oh. Hopper plays. Hopper often played these crazy roles. Here is the thing, though. You're talking about two of the best actors dude, of all I'm time. I'm saying Hopper got old, and so Scott gets Hopper and walking For listen, they have one scene in the film. Yeah. They have, he has his actors put in one scene, but the scenes are so strong. Like, like literally, their monologues, or if I had a dialogue for a drama class, man, you'd have to be a stud to pull that scene off, this scene. You better find somebody that equals you or better. Oh, dude, I'm saying this. So Hopper is. And you better throw caution to the wind. You're saying these words. (laughs) So, um, I love the guy, don't speak any English. He's like, what do do they say? (laughs) I can't, I'm not going to ruin it. You remember Tony Soprano? Uh, What's his name? James Canolfini's in this. He's even getting a smile like this, dude, talking (laughs) shit like that. Like, he was smiling, like, I know he's dead, but damn. (laughs) Dude. We're we're spoiling things. We're going to spoil things. Okay, listen. Whatever. If you have seen this movie by now, dude. Listen. Clarence comes to see. Clarence kills Drexel. Tries to get her stuff. Puts him down like a dog. Like a dog. Here's the thing, though. He tells her, write your address down. Why? Because I'm going to get your things. I just want to forget that place. It ain't worth you losing all your things. She tells him. I don't want you going there. You do not know what this man is like because she's telling him about Drexel while they're getting their matching tattoos after they get married. He's going nuts thinking about this guy and about how he has some kind of control over her. He's gonna handle this. And before we get to Hopper and Walker, then there's a small role with Val Kilmer. You never see his face. No, it's you don't mean you don't even know you don't know it's him. Hey, Until the it, credits, you don't know, you you know don't it's don't him. Know. He does. Uh, he he would have. Clarence is crazy. And his conscience is Elvis, and Elvis comes and talks to him like three times in the yes. movie. And they you are- know, you know, Clarence is a super fan of Elvis, but his conscience, his, his subliminal self in his head, is Elvis who talks him through what he's going to do and just like, craziest stuff him. in his life. And, he, and he's not talking him down. He's saying, "Well, hell yeah, you better go do this." Elvis is. You, hey, you want to get unholy? Like <laughs> he's like you holy. He's like, yeah. He's like you want to get unholy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I do. And, and dude, he goes, he goes, kill him. <laughs> just tell hey, him. Kill him. Shoot him in the face. Put him down like a dog. Dude. He's, he's like, listen. I <laughs> say that line all the time. <laughs> put him down like a dog. Dude. I, I say that all the time. It's because it, it's in there, dude. It's in there. Because because Alabama's given you enough to know this guy is a dog. An animal. Wild animal. And dude, he says to Elvis, he goes, I can't. We're in prison. He's like, like, I just got married, man. I don't I don't want to go to prison for the rest of my life. And Elvis, is, just, Elvis this, is like, look, man. Pimp gets shot in Detroit. <laughs> Cops throw a party. <laughs> That's what he said. Like, the hardest part is getting caught. Like, <laughs> dude, what are you thinking? Dude, Elvis the And then voice. he tells him, always liked you, Clarence. <laughs> I, I like you, Clarence. Always, always have. Always have. Always will. will. Dude, the, the point Clarence gets like Emotion. yeah, dude. He, like He he's like crazy. Totally he's killed his crazy. Wife. And the way and he, when he points and walks off the screen, like Elvis, and, Val and then he Kilmer, disappears out of the bathroom. Yes, Clarence just rushed in his face. <laughs> he just wanted to go. Away Val would have made so Val Kilmer in this role kills Elvis. He would have made a great Elvis. Here's the thing, I'm having in my life right now an Elvis resurgence. That's funny you say that, because I kind of have been, too. I've been, me and Miss Helen went to go bury her son. She had her son in an urn, so we went to go put him in the ground. And Miss Helen's a widow at our church. We buried her husband during the COVID times. Her son died, too? Her son died, yeah, her son died years ago. Years ago. She always had the ashes, so she wanted to bury them. So we brought them to Indiana to bury this boy with the father. Okay. So we go there. We have a little service there, but we listen to Elvis the whole way there and the whole way was back. It awesome! It was awesome. Did she it along? You know, Dwight Yoakam does "Suspicious Minds" and it's amazing, dude. Dwight's awesome. He's amazing. But I, I should have known with Clarence will really loving Elvis the way he did. Um, with the, are you an Elvis or a Beatles guy? And then with the Elvis movie coming out, like I have really had this moment of just loving Elvis. What did I always tell you though? And you, because there's Elvis and Beatles guys, and I always said I'm an Elvis guy. And you're like, but you're a drummer, you're a band guy. And I'm like, I don't know what it is though. I've always loved Elvis, dude. Out, Al- dude. That movie messed me up, dude. Brutal. So Val Kilmer, imagine if he did an Elvis movie back in the '90s, he would have crushed oh, it, my, dude. I thought he, I, he would have been a better Elvis than he was Jim Morrison. Oh, he look was at an amazing Jim Morrison. Yes, he was. So Val Kilmer's great. Then so. He kills Drexel, goes to his dad not for get help into that scene. Dude. We, there's a lot. We're already 30. Okay, okay, we gotta okay, get okay. we, we gotta move. All right, kills Drexel. But Gary Oldman. But, but, but the, the beauty of this is he's yelling at these strippers. Or these call girls. Gr- get a bag, put Alabama's things in it. And he's just he, he after he shoots Drexel like four times in the face after he blows off his dong. Dude, listen. Drexel beats his well, no, but he had him. And then the stinking bodyguard grabbed him and then blew his face off the stinking fish tanks. He had Drexel. Dude, That's that shot? That scene's, oh, that shot is what he's seen because so much is happening. The the camera shot where Drexel jumps at him and yeah. he grabs him, throws him he in the fish tanks? him in the fish tanks. That's a great yes. camera shot. And then he gets on him and he's got him. But Drexel's main man him. grabs him. It ain't White Boy Day, is it? Dude, it's one of the funniest things of all time, <laughs> time, dude. And then the guy said, "No, nah, it ain't white Like he was asking. <laughs> yeah, he was asking him. <laughs> he's, he's like, "No, nah, man, I ain't white with it. Like, <laughs> I love how Alan was like, "I think he's Indian, but he thinks he's black." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Marty, <laughs> dude. So he survives Drexel, but, but the, ends the, up the with call girls. Give him a suitcase. He thinks is they're, so, they're so freaked out. They just give him a suitcase, and he goes, "I just did you the biggest favor of your life." to all the girls, which he did. He gets home with the suitcase, gives it to Alabama. She is freaked out. He's got burgers and fries. This is the best burger I ever had in my life. She starts crying, because he's like, I killed him. She starts crying, and you're like, it, Mike said the same thing, mom said the same thing. She's in love with him. And, and so Clarence is like, you in love with him? You'd rather have been me? And she's like, no. And she grabs him and says, that's the most romantic thing that anybody's ever done. So now you know they're both crazy. They're crazy. So then she opens the suitcase. It's not her clothes. These are my things. <laughs> it's stinking tons of uncut cocaine on a drug deal Drexel was doing for a high mobster dude. And this is the when the movie... This stu- is the, the shi- intro. To so the act movie. one is just them getting married, the fall of Drexel, and then... They have these drugs. Yes. And so he goes to the dad. His dad's an old cop. His dad helped me out. The dad helps him out. He leaves. He says, I want you to make sure that there's no heat on us. And there's no heat. Yes. It, no one it, cares. Yeah. He's a bad man who died. No yeah. one cares. He, just is Elvis, like, right. like Elvis said, <laughs> the cops are throwing a party. Throwing a party. you just saved them a whole lot of work. But then Drenus Hopper comes home, and there's mobs just waiting for him. And you have this scene with him in a chair tied up. And walk in interrogating him. And all you have in this scene, it's like I said, just like Inglorious Bastards, it's just two incredible actors having a conversation. And the, you don't even realize how it's amping up. Like, I had to watch this a few times because the subtlety yeah. of what's happening is po- like. At, at first, Christopher Walken is so pissed because he's not getting what he wants because he's used to getting what he wants, he's used to men crumbling. And he's looking at this nobody, ex-cop, ex-Detroit cop, and he's looking him in the eye and saying, F you. And how And it is beautiful. Is, Hopper knows, if I don't give them what want, they're going to beat me until I do. My only hope to save my son... Is to die. Is to rile this... To shake this man so bad, yep. he kills me. Yep. So how do I shake the coolest customer <laughs> I've ever met? And he schools him. Hey, in a way I could never think Dude, <laughs> he uses in use, Italian he racism uses history, he uses this italian racism against him he's like this italian's a racist as all italians are yeah. <laughs> against blacks i'm going to use it against him and he just tells him a story from history just, and he just lays it out and you Christopher Walken gets to, gets to a point where he's like laughing he's like this dude don't give a s like <laughs> He, he wins. Hopper wins that he fight. He does win it. Hopper pushes Dude, Walken. Remember, they can slice his hand open. He breaks his nose. He and Hopper's like, I don't give a shit. This is my boy. This is my only boy. Dude, Walken's again, the speeches, the, the monologues, Walken's monologue about his father being the all-time heavy champion of Sicilian Liars, oh, liars is yep. incredible. And the way he reads. And the way Hopper says. So tell me. Am I lying? You're like, ah! It's like checkmate. he's not breaking. He's not breaking. And he he extra cigarette because he knows I'm about to kill myself. This is my last cigarette. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to kill myself. I'll tell you what. That scene, even though I have asthma, made smoking so cool when you heard it burning. Oh, my gosh. Can I have one of those Chesterfields? Oh, he goes hand roll. He goes, I have a Chesterfield now. Like he, I'll have that Chesterfield now. Uh-huh. Like he's like, I am going to sabotage my life. This is it. And Walken says, I haven't killed a man since like nineteen eighty four, like nineteen eighty five. Like he, he, like he could the rage inside yeah. of him. Oh yeah, he's such a big timer. He points a finger and they do it. Right. He had to kill him. <laughs> I have to kill him. You hit me so hard. <laughs> I have to kill you myself. That scene is unreal. And then he spits on him. Dude. He, he, that, 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 and, wait, and all the way to the end, Hopper's smiling. Dude, he's like, I'm going to save. Christopher Walken even stinking leans over and kisses the guy. He's like, I can't even believe this. Like I can't believe this. <laughs> dude, dude, he he can't. He can't believe The acting in this scene. Hopper Again, wins the This stinking. may be my number two Tarantino scene of all time. It's th- What's your number one? And glorious. That's the first That's one and this is two. I mean, you could write a great scene. Yes. But this scene is up there with the greatest Tarantino scenes of all time. I agree. It's up there. Look, dude, I think my the, the last scene of Kill Bill with her and Bill, which yeah. is an incredible scene. That's number three for me. Yep. This is that high. That's a good one. Dude, the Bill scene where they're just talking. Shh. Oh, 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 dude. You look good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What does she say? Um. I can't. There's a scene I. Because the way he they film it, this Uma's profile, his profile. Um, oh, there's this line she said that's so good. I mean, she's so good in that movie. Walking This is in my. This is still in my estimation, one of my all-time favorite Walk-in movies. And Walken's been in some great films, but this is the one I looked to. You ever see Deer Hunter? Of course, I saw Deer I Hunter. Make sure, damn, Gina. <laughs> I love Deer Hunter. Brutal film. Brutal. Hit him thing. out. Hit him out. <laughs> then But you. Clarence has got a buddy in L.A. So, and the number is on the, the fridge. Address and phone number is on the fridge. So the mob is. Ugh. The mob chasing the, the drugs. Clarence is going to L.A. to sell Coke. So him and his wife go, could go to Mexico, live happily, and ever ever live happily ever after. That's the goal. That's all he wants. And he, literally, he, all he's doing is pretending he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's being cool. He don't know shit. No, he doesn't know anything. But he's pretending he does. Yes, because he's so cool. And Adam, my but boy. I tell you what, though, watching it, you wouldn't know he didn't know what he's doing. My boy Adam used to tell me all the time. He used to say to me, "He's he's um misquoting scripture." I used to say Adam could misquote scripture better than anybody I know. There's this line in the Bible that says, "Love covers a multitude of sin," and Adam would always say, "Confidence covers a multitude of ignorance." Damn. Just pretend you know what you're talking about. People will believe you. Which yeah, is you a hard. though? He lived by that. <laughs> yes, he did. Still. To this day, <laughs> oh. He is a, a world champion BSer. Dude, it's unbelievable, dude. Dude, the guy got a job working for a hospital as a kidney dialysis operator when he was 17 years old. He graduated high school, went to a hospital... He's such a genius. He knew everything about the human body. He knew about kidney dialysis. Answered all the questions in the interview well. They asked him, where, you know, uh, how old are you? Oh, he's only 20. He lied to I was age. He's like, if you're only 20, how, how are you still, how are you actually ready to go and be a technician? He goes, oh, "Where'd you go to school? He goes, I went to Yale. He went to Yale High School. They thought he meant Yale. He went to Yale College, graduated early. And they believed he was eat Hauser, and he became a kidney dialysis guy for a summer. and made enough money to pay for a whole year of college, dude. For one summer, made that much money to pay for a whole year of school, dude. He's a... It's, I can't believe he didn't go to jail for that, dude. Well, you know what, though? That's on them. <laughs> They're the ones that look stupid. I'm telling you. Like, he oh, left... Adam can bullshit. <laughs> it's incredible. So, now let's jump over to L.A. L.A. With the best song to lead them in. What's, it's um, Aerosmith, isn't it? Yes. Other side? Yes. Take me to the uh, other. Best harmonies ever. In this cast, we have, we have, you know, we have Brad Pitt. How'd they get Brad Pitt to do this role? It wasn't anything yet. What did he be in at this point? This is right, maybe, this is right before he explodes, probably. They might have filmed it before he exploded. This ain't before Interview of the Vampire. No, it's not. It's 93. This is 93, dude. I mean, when was Thelma Louise? 94? 92? It's got to be right around this year. So okay. Probably 92. So he. Bit parts because he's fine as hell. Like, dude, Thelma Louise made him famous. Yes. The stink Him with the hairdryer, dude. Look <laughs> at <laughs> the poster. I mean. Brad Pitt <laughs> stinking Best plays a ever. stoner. And he's. Look at. Look at. Uh, these characters he's, have these small roles. He's Floyd the roommate. And he's incredible, unbelievable. He smokes. He, <laughs> he he smokes half the letter Clarence sent. <laughs> Michael part. dude, he smokes a honey bear. Dude, I remember I was, I cried watching that because I'm like, stoners really are mad scientists. Yes, like it's it's, it's a dude. Floyd is so stupid and so is there high. Anything better when they bring all the guns and he's like. <laughs> eh. <laughs> He tries to give him some like, if you guys want anything, I get. And there's like, he's like, uh. <laughs> dude, he, he's in three seats. He's incredible, unbelievably awesome. In this movie, we have Michael Rapaport. He's fantastic. Listen, we quote, we quote his audition all the time on this podcast, all the time. <laughs> yeah. dude, he goes in to try out for Shatner's new show. What's it called? Um, um it's. TJ Hooker. It's, but it's something TJ Hooker. It's the new TJ Hooker. Oh, the new TJ Hooker's coming out. <laughs> He's trying to go out for that show, dude. You're gonna meet Captain <laughs> Kirk. Dude. And he gets the part and you dude, you think, oh, this and you and you see in his eyes he don't want to go with He anything. doesn't want to go with these guys? Dude, so you have uh he, a rip report is it. Seeing him this, this just this last year and only emerged in the building. He was fantastic. I miss him. Like, in this beautiful girl, Rupert Port is a fun... I always enjoy when he shows up in a movie. I really do like him. He's, he has a certain thing, he, flavor, but that flavor works well in this movie. Yes. You have Brinson Pinchot as Elliot Blitzer. Yes. balky balky Who's great in this. Is, dude, the elevator scene blows my mind dude okay don't let's not jump too far ahead because him with sizemore and chris oh. Penn. wow those two sizemore was incredible in this movie he should have done more he was made for Tarantino movies. Dude, he's he does he was in he, oh. this? He was in Reservoir Dogs. He's in Save a Private Ryan. Uh he's in um Kill Bill. He's great in Kill Bill. He has a scene. He's, he's seen- also great in stinking um what's the other Quentin script that he didn't like what Oliver Stone did. Oh, Natural Born Killers. Yes. Who is he in Killers? He's like a detective or something. He's like a like He's brutal with stinking. Yeah, he's he's, he's a terrible person. because yeah. He beats the girl up real bad. He goes crazy. He gets hookers and like, like beats them. Dude, he in him Bill and Bill. Chris, he has that sp- 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 talking with him and Bill talking. He's like, no, that you're thinking of Madsen. Yes, I'm talking about Sizemore. I'm thinking Madsen. Sizemore, like, Sizemore and Pen. Wait, Sizemore's in what? In stinking um. The. Why can't I think of it? The stinking movie, the Oliver Stone movie. That is him, yes. I I always mix those two up. Dude, and he's also, um, say, Brett Ryan. Tom Hanks' main man. He's amazing in that. But him and True Romance is like, him and Chris Penn are the best cops. Like, they're so funny. But, uh, he, the, the thing is, what's crazy. crazy movie. What's crazy about those two is that they. I don't know how you fake chemistry. I think they're, 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 they're they friends. They are like, they grew up together. They, they've been working together for a long time. Their com- the camaraderie is unreal. Got the stinking Pepsi with the licorice in it, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Ah, dude. Um dude those two together th- the thing is what this movie does well is it sets up the finale so well you meet the cops get to know them you meet the mobsters yes. you meet the dru- the the hollywood big shot director and his crew so you meet all these groups that are about to converge in one location and you feel it as it goes forward this is going to explode Attention on the screen is unreal like it is cr- like when there's a when the co- dude so he has to report, do you know any directors that might want Coke? And they meet this director. Uh, play, I don't know what the guy's name is. He's kind of a... S- Lou Dobbs? What is it? Something. He's got a He's this weird little actor, but he's great in this role. He's great. He's the one from stinking um, the, the movie with Macaulay Coke and getting in with Dad. <laughs> um, He is so good in this. And he's like, do you want us? So he talks on the phone, and, and Clarence is great at speaking in code. Like, And the way he describes how he puts out movies. I take your little movie, and I, I, I put it out in the world, and maybe it becomes something. He's like, listen, I don't want, you want Dr. is going to open. And he's talking code on the phone. And he likes him. And he's like, I'm going to buy all your Coke. And so Clarence is going to get this. Clarence talks out of his ass And gets the makes the sale. He makes the sale. Because he's cool. That's like he is so cool. The 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 stinking the name of the song of this movie is You're So Cool. And that song is one of the my favorite all-time soundtracks. Like they use it sometimes in commercials or trailers. It's such a good song. And no one knows it. With the steel drum Lee Donowitz, dang it. Lee Donowitz, dude. That's a great effort movie. (laughs) What's this one called? Body bags, Body bags, two. <laughs> Got more taste in my penis, and but he's he's wired so that the cops are like starts cracking him. He's like he's effing hilarious. Dude, <laughs> Watching those two be- get it together, you <laughs> effing sissy, dude. They're providing commentary. It's, it's the way it's told. The way the co- it's like going back from he what ain't happened, gonna kill him. He's gonna kill him. Dude, it, it's so great because we get it. Just, it gives us release as we're watching the film through the cops <laughs> watching what's happening. So the Man, last, this movie is a masterpiece, dude. When the last scene finally hits, dude, and the cops bust in, and then the mafia busts in, and then you have the, the stinking bodyguards have stinking machine guns. And they are like, Psychos. I, hey, I don't know if I ever told you, Lee, but I effing hate cops. But when the mafia breaks you in- You know we got you. You hear- so We're going to kill you and you effing know it. And the cops are like, what the, the, the- When the mafia breaks in, the cops, they hear the fear in their voices- Oh. He's like, what who are these guys? On? What's going on, man? What you hear them. They're like, "What's?" there's three different groups with guns in this yes. room right now. This is a nightmare. And they're all pointed at the coke. They all and, are oh. the same thing. And, and the whole time, Clarence is in the bathroom. Talking to Elvis. Talking to Elvis, because Elvis is like, you are so cool. Clarence, you did it. I always liked you. <laughs> oh, I like you. Always have. Always, always will. will. Dude, and, and the Clarence way you- is on top of the world. And when that when the when, when the crap hits the fan, we didn't even talk about Galvini and Patricia. <sighs> listen, oh crap! Shh. There's a sequence, and the, listen, there are two versions of this movie. There's the uh, R and the unrated. Yeah, the unrated, her beating is much worse. Shh. The unrated, because Gandalfini beats the ever-loving crap out of her. He is a horrific person, and she. Takes him. And takes him out. She gives him the- He decides he wants to play. Because he's so sick. He's so- What does he say about killing people? He's talking to on the ground, just bleeding bubbles. He goes, even that guy in the tower, I guarantee the little itty bitty black dot, that was the bitch of the bunch. He's telling her how to- He's like, now, I just do it to- What do you say? To to make- To feel again? Just to- to hear my heart jump, like it's, it's nothing. Like he now he kills and he feels nothing, so he doesn't let her have a chance because he's like it only make, he can't make it fun for himself because killing is so meaningless to him. And then, dude, when she loses her mind, Shh. ferocity, dude, ferocity. Her scream, dude. I can't even handle the unrated version of this scene. The way he beats her down, is too brutal. And when she gets mad at him, she, in the unrated, she unloads that shotgun and then uses and the then butt of it. Him. Just gets a beating then him. Beats him with the, like, beats the stinking flesh. Beats the skull. And it's it's it's, 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 I'm, I hate and you. Then, st- and then when Clarence grabs her, she goes crazy on him. And he sees her face and he's like, oh, my gosh. He's crying, dude. Oh, he's the body still smoking. Dude. Disgusting, dude. <laughs> oh. She gives him the business. Yeah, we often talk about in this podcast about how how enjoyable it seems when someone gets their comeuppance. Someone who's a bad person get what she, he gets. What she he gave has, it to him. she all of it. He gets. All the change, like all the change, gets back to him. How about when she breaks the Elvis statue on his head, and he looks at her, and she's like, "Oh my god!" Like she's, she's so like, scared; she knows what's coming, too. She thinks she got him. Oh my gosh! Then you see how much he loves her; Like he is so emotional, dude. Then he starts telling her he's sorry. I'm sorry. That killed me, dude. It, oh. dude it seems like it's it's hard to watch. And still, then they got to do the drug deal, and he's like. Oh yeah, playing basketball. Yeah, she got elbow to the face. I mean, she is beat like raw meat. Her face is done. I mean, makeup, but you you see even even Lee Donowitz like, jeez Clarence, what you, you beat her. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> ah! Donowitz is funny. He's really funny, dude. But man, Lee Donowitz is a, is a piece of crap to Balky, but he loved him. But I don't know if he did. He, I think he's a piece no, of crap. He's just a piece of shit. How about when he's on the stinking road talking to Clarence? The guy cuts somebody and goes, Don't you give me the finger! I'll have to have you killed! Dude! That that thought crosses my mind at least once a week. Like, just yelling at someone that brutally. Balky's so stupid. He's that hooker, and she slaps the coke. He says, Put this in your pants. Put this in your panties. I'm not wearing any. He's just like, They're not going to search you. You didn't do anything. And he's like, You whore. And oh she slaps him. And then she starts cracking up because they're high on coke. <laughs> and then the cops get there and he's smiling. He's got snow all over his face. It's unreal. The way he gets interrogated by Chris Fenn. They, 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 they own him. Th- they co- own him. They, make him. they make him realize he's going to be somebody's girlfriend. Get, get used to it. Oh, the way they talk about when he gets out. Oh, they just oh toy with him, dude. They got- He's so horrified, he will do anything. And then he starts telling jokes when they're trying to get the, the uh, see if they can hear him. Listen, I st- one of the jokes he tells when they're getting his wear ready. The jamboree joke? The jamboree oh joke I tell all the time. In all the capsules that I quit f***ing around. <laughs> <laughs> <Dude. laughs> Steakin, I sometimes at church, no one's there, I will, I will, and go, I'll go. And uh, I'm selling uh, uh, 40 pounds of cocaine to get to the jamboree. I'll just say the line, dude. People are like, what did he just dude, say? they start laughing. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> And then now they're is buddy. Because he's going to get them the big bust. Oh, man. He's going to make their career. And the way they go to their chief just begging, like, oh, this is ours. We're hey, as long our- as we get the bust. We don't care. He's like, Done. Dude. They're, he's like, yeah, it's a big and the all the whole story Clarence gives is all bogus. They it's, think it's real. They think it's, they think it's an yup, cop. Cop. Yep. from Detroit. And and dude, and they think it's gonna be the biggest bust. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's body bags, you know, coming over the body bags. Good effing movie. Great effing movie. <laughs> and Clarence continues to, to, to talk, get calms everybody down, talks them through the deal's going down. Dude. Those stinking bodyguards. When Clarence is like, yeah, all you're going to find is right here. And he's like, I'm going to take that. He's like, you're going to have to. <laughs> and he's like, what? He's like, Lee. Dude, Lee. He goes, ah. Boris, shut the... up!" <laughs> 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 Those guys have... C- These are cops. These are cops. One thing we didn't tell you, Lee, we hate effing cops. Dude, it's, dude the movie is We'll like, kill you all and you effing know, and You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> The tension is just. Hurt, oh hurt, hurt. my gosh! That scene in that suite is unreal. And when it when it goes off, it's a Tony Scott. Listen, I'm glad Scott had this movie because Scott <laughs> is an action director, and he directs the crap out of this scene. Yes, he does. You can, you you know where everyone is. You know who's falling. You know who's shooting who. It's a bloodbath. It just there's three different groups. With three types of guns, you have shotguns, some machine guns, pistols. People are just getting smoked, dude. It is brutal in there. When when Patricia Arquette kills Chris Penn, dude, because he's the one that shoots shoots Clarence. Yes. Clarence coming to the bathroom, he shoots him in the face. Patricia blows his whole sides up, dude. This movie is crazy. And they get the money and they get out of there. Dude, the... And the coke gets blown how to pieces. About, how about the mobsters got hostages in the stinking lobby? They're trying to get out. The stinking mobsters, dude. Mad dog, dude. Mad dog. And how about the one dude that don't speak any Italian? And then black dude's like, he's a whop. And you're like, dang, dude. Hey, uh, come up from behind the couch, uh, hey. <laughs> Hey, Capiche, they're so spare dude. It's crazy. The movie's crazy, dude. dude. The penny's like, Call me an ambulance. Call That's an ambulance. For dying. He's like, I'll call you a hearse. This one's for Cody. Boom, and then she's like, nephew. you, blah blah blah. And he's got his hand up in the air, and you're like, What the hell? It's this, I mean, it's bl- and all I keep seeing is Yuki's so cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I, sw- I for sure thought Report was dead in the scene I'm so glad he made dude, it out I f- Oh he's the one who Threw the cocaine up in the yes, air Yes it- Then they shot it And he got out And because of those Mobsters taking hostages He got out clean Unreal And I was so happy Dude Belky got smoked first He dude By the cops Sneaking Lee He's like How does Auto he know Lee nigga Lee got- How do you know his name He's Like you Little shit <laughs> You can take your sad card And burn it <laughs> He's like, no. Oh. <laughs> Can I just leave? Oh, you're like, shut up. It's, he's, sh- stay there, put, Elliot. And they're like, what the sh-? Dude, in the elevator. Balki, that scene. Because Balki it's, literally. It's Rappaport, Patricia Arquette, Kristen Slater, and Balki. And just on a whim, Kristen Slater stops the elevator. Get on your knees. Balki's like, what? And this is all. A hunch. He don't know Clarence doesn't know nothing. And, and, and now, the cops are hearing this because he's wearing a wire. Clarence don't know he was wire. He's just like, look, I got I to gotta make sure that we're not going into a death trap, which they are. And when he puts Clarence on his knee, or puts Balky on his knees, and Clarence puts that gun to his head, I'm going to blow your effing head off. He's like, and if I'm wrong, I swear to God, I'll apologize. yes that scene and Balky starts crying and they're like get your crap together you're an actor <laughs> like the <laughs> act, act mother ever. dude they're like he's gonna kill him he's not gonna kill him he's not gonna kill him and then he's like he's gonna kill him because he's got the gun locked loaded to balky's head <laughs> Balky starts saying I wish somebody would come down here and just take me away take like he's far he's- far away <laughs> and then Clarence is like I'm sorry. Like <laughs> I'm sorry. And then Sides was like, "I love this kid, Clarence. He's effing crazy, dude. That's is crying. He's begging, but he's not giving anything away. Right? You think he's giving away the cops, but he's just shitting his pants. He's just he's completely out of his element. He's he's never been that scared in his life ever. And it of course ends <sighs> with them right off in the sunset in Mexico." And with the sun Clarence has got a stinking eye patch because he because the bullet didn't go through his brain. It just took one eye. Son named Elvis. On the, the music beach with the best steel drums ever. The, the, the soundtrack's incredible. Yes. The actors are incredible. Oh. The story's incredible. The writing is incredible. The direction is incredible. This is a five-star masterpiece of a film. And there are so many elements in this film that are. They're just in there. They're in me. They're just in there. Like, dude, that line, you want to get unholy. I hear that line in my head. It's not Elvis. It's, it's, but you, f- I feel like I'm a, I'm a pastor. I'm a Christian pastor. I, I love Jesus. And sometimes I don't want to be like Jesus. I want to get Sometimes I want to use my mitts. That's why you got two little brothers. <laughs> Like it's that feeling of wanting to get dirty is a real thing. Yeah, oh yeah. You want to get down in the mud with the Sometimes with the pigs, dude. You sometimes like I can't watch those videos of those cops beating that guy to death. No, I'm not going to watch it. Like don't rise up in me in anger. I can't even like like they, the people are afraid of Memphis, Memphis burning tonight. It's because of this, because of that. Dude. What what a movie. Still one of my favorite movies of all time. The, the 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 idea of Elvis telling him just be here, be cool. You're you're the cool. He's like, man, you're you're doing it. You're cool. That is literally an advice I give people all the time. I told this guy today about he's got a relationship going on. It's kind of a mess. I'm like, listen, you just got to be cool. Sometimes you just got to be cool. I have a sermon this Sunday. My first point is be cool. That's a, that's a sermon point on and then, Sunday. And then you have to say not the movie because it was horrible. <laughs> You're like first of all, get shorty. Don't be cool. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, it done been brought. <laughs> <laughs> you doing for a man? <laughs> Dude, it's one of the rock's greatest. <laughs> he saved the movie. The movie without him, it's it's unwatchable. Yeah, he's there's crazy. no reason to watch without that. Scorching. <laughs> <laughs> The video uh, played in the background with the rock in the country. Dude, it's you odd. know what I like to do? I like to take a, a drumstick and just suck all the meat right out of the bone. <laughs> I keep your meat-sucking stuff on my bone. <laughs> True romance. I red bat. Dude, I don't even know where I put this in my Tarantino pantheon of films. But in my top three Tarantino and included what he wrote. It's in my top three for sure. It is. I just don't know where. Yeah, I know. Once you, once you figure out what top three there are, they're in no particular order. It, it depends on mood with Quentin, because Reservoir is up there too. I'm d- so Pulp. <sighs> I think that's my top three: Reservoir, Pulp, and True Man's. I think Pulp, True. You mean to tell me watching Harvey Keitel treat him like a like listen? Boy? Listen, I it, for me, Kill Bill: I am two. There are some, there, there, some of those conversations in that movie are unreal. When Harvey Keitel is crying his eyes out because he knows he got betrayed and he knows he's dead and he's got to kill him anyway. Dude! Listen, Tarantino can write a stinking script. What? Madsen and Harvey Got taller, getting ready to go at it, bro! <laughs> You're, a so, with a Coke. Listen, You're so cool is a that single line from her has just been Like, th- listen, I want once- if, if I met a girl that wrote, you're so cool, on a stinking napkin and gave it to me. I mean, I'm proposing. <laughs> Dude, listen. When I had, to, when I had to, to, to leave Faith Church, I had to go up on Sunday morning and say goodbye to everybody. It was one of the most emotional, awful moments of my life. And I literally would just stand in the backstage and just tell myself, just be cool. Just be cool. Like, just go out there and do what has to be done. Do it in an emotionally steady way. Take the hits, and do what you can to help this church go on without you. Be cool, man. You just got to be cool sometimes. sometimes you just gotta, yeah, you just got. And Clarence was cool. He just he just put it all. He just stuffed it all down. Held together. You be cool, and you freak out when you get home. Like this. you just got to do it. You got to do it. I love this movie, dude. It's incredible. I love this. It's song. one of the best. It's one of my favorite of all time. Me too. Me too. How can you support the show? How can you support the show? Oh, wait, there's a line in this that I still love too. There's a couple lines. Wait, a couple of things this movie gave me. Listen, Tell you me. know what this movie did for me? Forever changed me? How I drink coffee. I'm not satisfied until the spoon stands straight, straight up. up. I say that line, I'll literally, I pour the sugar, raise it up in the air, and I do it until someone notices what I'm doing. And they'll go, what are you doing? And I'll stop and say, I'm not satisfied until the spoon stands straight up. I do that every time I drink coffee, that's dude. That's a good one. Um, another line that's changed my life, I rather have a gun and not need it, than to need a gun yes. and not have it. Absolutely. We had a lady get mauled here down the street. Got mauled by a dog, two dogs. I carry a knife now, and he's like, "Do you really need a knife?" I'm like, "Listen, no, I need a 38 <laughs> snub nose." I'm saying, dude. Wes is like, I'm gonna help you get two pits." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." You need a nine millimeter, baby. He said to have mace, so I'm, I'm getting mace. Mace. Dogs' noses are so are so sensitive. One whiff of mace, one like uh, go, they're just sneezing and then run away. E. there's so many lines I quote from this film. So uh, many, dude. That I will always, always, dude. There's so lines I always. All of them. <laughs> Sammy <Samuel's> too. <laughs> <laughs> dude, they're really they're are, amazing. Dude. I just don't say. I'd be ashamed. There's a mother scratch. I can say that all the time. Dude. I'm like, man. How you doing How you doing, how you doing? <laughs> Dude, there are <laughs> lines I say. This movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of the best, dude. Drexel is so great, dude. The That's co- where the cocaine shows up. He, he, The way he brings the character to life is unreal. I know. Like, I mean, where did. I Omen, can't believe that. Where did he find that guy? In New Orleans? I mean, where <laughs> do you find that? Atlanta? Dude, he just creates Drexel. Houston? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Oh, man. I wrap this up. I got a PP. Okay, and okay, you got to go too. You got you to show. Yes. Um, Patreon.com slash D Tray. Give a dollar a month to help the show go. Redroom.thedrillist.com to buy gear. You can give a one-time trip uh, gift on PayPal. You listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Amazon Podcasts. If you like to show, leave a review. You follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com. See the movies we're watching. We're talking about the movies we're wa- loving and all that good stuff. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next month at the Red Room Theater.